Hello, I'm Kevin. And I'm Mike. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we're taking a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of the 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Welcome back. We're here for episode six of our Predator Breakdown. In this section, we're going to cover um, from the first time we see Predator's blood on Anna's pant leg through the crew building their booby traps for the Predator. Yeah. So Anna's sitting there bound up. And she's looking at her pant leg. She's got this uh, glowing green blood. Yeah, on like her pant one leg. of those like little glow we sticks. Saw her, yeah, we saw her after they. We're all shooting at Predator earlier, like she wiped some off of a leaf and smeared it on herself. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to a camouflaged Predator with the green blood dripping from his leg. Yeah. So this is like, uh, this isn't the first time you've seen the Predator. Because uh, I feel like with each scene, you're getting closer and closer mm-hmm. to seeing the, the entire reveal of the Predator. But they're, So they're just slowly revealing the Predator, and, and you can tell that this is like a humanoid. Um, this is the part where he is... Yeah, this is the first time he turns his, his camouflaging off, though. Yeah, we actually get to like see his body. Um, and like he's some sort of humanoid like reptilian yeah. sort of thing. And he's wearing fucking fishnets. <laughs> like, did you have a problem with him wearing fishnets? So, to be honest with you, I never really recognized that he was wearing fishnets. It's like head to toe, like a fishnet suit. So, I don't, uh, I don't know. There's a lot there. So, I, I, when you think of obviously, when you think of fishnets, you think of something that a, a woman would wear. Um, right, I like never sexy, got that. You know? I, I always <laughs> thought it was um, something he wore that just captured. The because uh, didn't he have like skulls in there? I don't, I don't think so. Not at, like not in this movie. Oh, well, but I, I, I think he's got a lot of stuff like yeah, he's just got it. a lot of but stuff maybe in it's there. Like it's convenient for like hooking stuff on or whatever. Maybe they're like just that, not but, as judgmental on their point I mean, as you, you are, know, Kevin. <laughs> but like, how how weird is it for your evil alien monster? <laughs> right, like he he's like in fishnets. I mean, he's still tough though. Well, you didn't don't get me wrong. To... Like you don't want to mess with him. Fishnets, that's a hard look to pull off and still be a tough guy. So know? is he wearing like, fi- is, and his fishnets head to toe, right? Yeah, I mean, he's okay. got like some armor and stuff like that on him, but basically his legs, his torso, like all the bit of skin that we can see on him is covered in this fishnet stuff. Is that is that a, a giant suit or is it just... Well, he's got the armor on. I think the fishnets though is, at first like I thought maybe it was like scales or something like yeah, that, but yeah. it is like, no, it's legit like... You can tell it's fishnets. Like, yeah. I don't know. So this is the scene where he's repairing himself. He had just gotten shot up. Exactly. And he's repairing himself. But that's what I'm saying. Like, did it shoot through his actual... It shot through his actual skin or did it shoot through, like, some armor? Um, I think I think it just hit him in the leg. I don't know. I don't think he had... He might have had knee pads on mm-hmm. or knee armor, whatever you want to say. Knee armor. But, um, yeah, I don't know. But it got through whatever he was wearing. Yeah. yeah it broke yeah. the skin. Um, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't like to dwell on the fishnets. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they did it. Like, fuck if I know, but yeah, he's a predator. He's a badass. And he can wear yeah. what he wants. I guess that never really stuck out in my head. I, I do remember, I think I remember him, 
having some stuff in there. So I've always thought it was yeah. just a thing that he carried stuff in. So like when I think predator, I think fishnets and dreadlocks. Like that's what comes <laughs> really? to my mind. Those are the two things. Yeah, <laughs> even more so than like the face. I definitely see the dreadlocks. So I can yeah. See that. Anyway, <laughs> so as you said, like he's sort of performing first aid on himself, mm-hmm. trying to like remove this bullet or you yeah. know patch up the wound or whatever. Yeah, and then and so after the firefight he had just gone through, that was really the only little injury yeah. he had. That's kind they of amazing. Probably every bullet they had on him. We're talking thousands of rounds and and yeah. grenades and I mean, all kinds were, of stuff. Trees were falling down. Yeah, right? and he yeah, only he got, got like a, one time a in the leg. nick in the leg. Yeah, I mean I ble- think, bleeding pretty profusely, but still. And I think that came. I think they even sort of showed it like that came when Mac first opened up with the with painless yeah like mm-hmm. him just you know he, when he was he running sprayed, the... yeah he sprayed a thousand rounds in i'm like in a second you but know still, like i guess they never he's pretty elusive i think is the point right they never really establish how fast a predator can run and they never yeah. really establish like his jumping abilities mm-hmm. or like he probably, he his climbing abilities yeah like so can he jump from the ground straight up into a tree like we didn't ever show his, that yeah he must have he, he can definitely get up there fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or, probably the only way he could have escaped without being hit more than that, too. Is the predator like a giant squirrel? You know how, like, <laughs> squirrels can take off and, like, just oh, scurry yeah. up a tree real quick? I think quick? so. I think he's like a, like a squirrel or a monkey or something like that. He <laughs> came from agile. the planet of giant predator squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> right. On his planet, he might just be nothing more than a squirrel. Is that, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but, I mean, is there anything, like, more badass in a movie than... You know, having your character like perform a first aid or surgery on himself. Mm-hmm. That's a very famous movie trope. It's happened in so many so movies many that we, it's hard to name them all. Like, like, yeah, first Blood jumps Rambo, out. The first Rambo when uh, he's like giving himself stitches. Yeah, Dread, which is one of my favorite movies. He, right. What rep- happened there? He uh, gets shot and he has to repair himself. Like there's this, okay. He gets shot in the in the side and he has to repair himself with a, a first aid kit. Oh, you know, another one that I I had not been thinking about but and the movie is not great but like in prometheus when she's like having that machine like perform surgery on her like rip the alien yeah rip it's the an abortion, alien, like, fetus it? out of her yeah oh my god dude that was intense but yeah. also you got um in the original terminator like arnold's doing all sorts of like he's popping his eye out yeah he's um going in like Cutting his arm open and like performing like Doesn't mechanical have... work inside. I mean, he's a cyborg. Yeah, he's so a, a cyborg. Different. He's a little different. Yeah. But <clears throat> still, I mean, uh, John McClane and Die Hard. Yeah, he's pulling the glass out of his foot. He's, oh, dude, that's horrible. Yeah. I guess um, like that movie trope shows how tough your character is. One of the signs exactly. of how tough your character is. You're self reliant and you're like tough as nails. I pulled a couple me. splinters out of my foot before. <laughs> right. I'm not, I don't think, I couldn't see myself given. Giving myself stitches. I don't know if I could patch myself up after a bullet. Exactly. I I guess if I had to, I would. So yeah, anytime you want to know if a guy's tough or not, just imagine what... Yeah, if he if he was alone and wounded, like would he give himself first aid or would he just uh, pass out? Yeah. So (laughs) the uh, Predator has uh, these very unique... um, Tools that he uses. Yeah. And when he's... uh, he's, uh, And so I've always wondered, like, are these real, like tools or did the the movie come up with these it had to be props right yeah i mean they they look really official he's got that sort of like suction gun mm-hmm. thing that he's like which but that was based on yeah a, a realistic thing and i mean if we're being honest that 
appeared to do nothing at all. Yeah, <laughs> he was just sort of he was bleeding, squirt, squirt, bleeding, squirt, or bleeding. whatever. Suck, 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 and I, then nothing oh, you know, changed. And then the predator kind of shoots himself up with morphine. There's yeah. that one shot of him where I guess whatever maybe their version actual, of morphine would be. Maybe instead of trying to suck blood away, maybe it was like uh, some sort of no. There was definitely like a killer. there was a thing where he shoots himself up with like a drug. Mm, okay, and then there's the scene where he sucks the blood up. So okay. there's two different scenes he also had some weird little tool in there that we both thought looked like a corkscrew yeah, <laughs> yeah. right like and that was to drink the wine while he, he celebrates over it yeah. <laughs> like, where he's like cleaning the where he's skinning the body yeah and like, you know. <laughs> anyway the only he, reason i the only reason i asked is because these tools look so unique and so professionally yeah. made that I, I i find a hard time believing that the props department created them i feel like mm. they were just went to like doctors and like hey give us like your most unique looking tool. Cause I, yeah, I guarantee if you went into a, a surgeon's office right now, they'd have some tools that we have wouldn't even imagine what they look like. Exactly. Like I will say it always stuck out to me that all that stuff did look kind of like otherworldly. Mm-hmm. But as you say, it could be stuff that exists. It's just like sort of exotic never, tools or whatever like that. But he does like, I don't know if he pulls the bullet out or, or what exactly, but he's working on it and he like lets out a loud scream. Yeah. That, even from however far away they are, like the squad can all hear them. Yeah, so wake they all up hear, they them. all perk up. And it lets us know at least the predator like can feel pain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because at this point it's like, yeah, he just seems to have like a gunshot to the leg. It's like he's still running around and jumping and it doesn't seem to phase him. Yeah. They're, so they're no, <laughs> and also it lets them know that there's there they already have an inkling that this is kind of like a not a normal situation, but then they hear this otherworldly scream right. through the jungle, and it, it just kind of is a, m- more of an indication that they're dealing with something that they've never dealt with before. Mm-hmm. So as this is happening, Dylan is on the radio with headquarters who are telling him, it's still too hot, we can't come in and get you, you know, check back with us in the morning, basically, but you need to get closer to the border or get across the border yeah, or whatever it was. Whatever right? happened to the mantra of no man left behind? Like, I, like if you're in like Afghanistan, they're not going to be like, oh, well, this was a black, <laughs> op- this was like a black ops operation though. It kind of reminded me of like a black Hawk down, right? Like mm-hmm. where the original, like no, leave no man behind movie or whatever, where so you're when saying their helicopters were down, they like had to walk out. So but they okay weren't leaving to- anyone behind. It's okay to send them in, but we can't come get you well, out. Well, they wanted to find Hawkins' body to to take him out. They couldn't find it, so mm-hmm. they, I guess, had to move on. But, yeah, I think it's... Leave No Man Behind, I think, is may sometimes mean you got to get yourself out <laughs> and, and don't leave anyone else behind. <laughs> it's like, we don't leave any man behind. Exactly. You don't leave any man behind. Like, we didn't leave mine. You left him behind. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's funny because Dutch seems to be enjoying watching Dylan like have this conversation and then he calls back to that earlier scene where he tells him you're you're like we're assets expendable assets Uh, and 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 Dylan's like oh that's bullshit well actually at first he's like I give him credit because he's kind of like you know if it comes with the job I can accept it that's yeah that is so I'm like okay at least he's not like you know a hypocrite about it like pussing out or anything and then Dylan that's yeah and then uh and then Dutch is like, oh, that's bullshit. You know, you're as pissed off as the rest of us, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess um, Dylan is still on a clock. Mm-hmm. 
Mac is is still like real rattled, yeah, like, shaken up from from before. They're asking him like, "What did you see?" Like, yeah, what Dylan asks him, "What did, what did he really see?" And Mac is just totally like, you could Mac is off totally off the rails at this point. Like he, you can see it earlier, but he's really just slowly losing. At, at, at a, so I'm actually surprised that they didn't make Mac like a more problematic to the whole situation. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's a combination of he just lost his best friend. Yeah. And he's like the only one other than Anna who sort of saw the predator. Mm-hmm. So he's like shaken up because all he can sort of say is like, he didn't know what it was. Uh, he only saw one of them camouflaged, but he saw those eyes and then they disappeared. And yeah. The, the rest of the crew, of course, thinks that he's just crazy. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Right? <laughs> Cuckoo. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, he says, you know, I emptied, uh, I emptied the minigun and, um, and we didn't hit nothing. Yeah, that's when like, he says, uh, he like nothing, foreshadows it. Nothing on this earth could have survived that. Exactly. Like that's, uh, for us who know more what's going on, like that line, we can all sort of Really hits home. It. Yeah. Like, yeah. and they keep, like, I don't understand, like at what point, and obviously it comes up, but Dylan throughout this whole like first part of this movie refuses to believe that they're fighting anything other than like a couple of like rando gorillas out in the woods. Yeah. Out, out in the jungle. And it like, even though they're firing off like thousands of bullets in the area and they're not hitting anything. Right. And, this thing, whatever it was, it killed Jim Hopper and his team of green berets. And it, and it killed Blaine and it left a cauterized giant hole in his chest exactly. that no other weapon on the planet could do that. Yet, Dylan is still like, ah, well, it's just a couple guys out there. Yeah, it is a little, it does start to stretch belief at yeah. some point. But then again, it's, I mean, it is, you know, if if they were telling you it was a, an alien from outer space, that would seem just as far-fetched as it being a couple of guys. True, but what is what is Dylan's motivation to continuously believe that it's just a normal routine. Like, is it? Did he, is he in denial at this point that I they're think, in yeah. so much trouble? I think it's denial more than him trying to lie to the guys. So he's anymore. lying to himself. He's lying basically. to himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. He doesn't want to think that it's anything they maybe can't handle. Yeah. Maybe. But um, or it, maybe it's a little bit of fear. Oh like yeah. If, I, like I if think you have, they're true, all scared now. They're all scared, but like he's truly afraid because he's not even willing to. Uh, recognize that this is something they might not can handle. Yeah. I mean, you said it. He's in denial. Yeah. So they take another run at Anna, who sort of says the same thing that she did before, all in Spanish, that the jungle came alive and took him. Or, But which is, you know, it's not that far from the truth from what she's seen. No, it's... It, it's And th- there's the whole, like, Spanish to English translation of what right. she says. I don't, <laughs> but, uh... And I feel like that happens a lot anyway. Like, yeah. if I say, where's the bathroom, then somebody would say <laughs> something. I'm like, oh, that didn't really say either the bathroom's over the there. The bathroom that came alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so she kind of does say what it is, and then uh, Dylan is, like, still in denial. Like, oh, she just said it's like a giant lizard. Are you saying it's just a lizard out there? Right. Um. um and... So at this point, Pancho calls out Billy because Billy's shook. And yeah. he's like, you know, what are you scared of? And he's over there. He's working on the little pouch that he's got around his neck. <laughs> they do like and a he real says, string like, close He says up he's scared. Him. And that Pancho's, you know, bullshit. You ain't afraid of no man. Uh, you ain't afraid of no man. And then Billy says, well, there's, Pancho, some, there's something out there waiting for us. And yeah. it ain't no man. And it's like, okay. So he 
he knows. Yeah. He knows it's not. He knew a long time ago. He, yeah, he's known that there's something not right with this yeah. thing. But then he says, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Billy. Yeah. No, Billy. Come on, Billy. <laughs> this is not helping. Right yeah, now. that's. Yeah. Just, yeah, stop being a Debbie Downer. <laughs> I mean, Billy. I mean, we're all gonna die. Like, yeah, um, you're really not helping the situation. Maybe not all here. of us. I yeah. mean, <laughs> but yeah, Dylan though is still like just insist. It's a couple of guys, uh, and Dutch is saying, "Well, you know, whatever it is, it killed Hopper, and now it wants us too." Yeah, I feel like they could have cut bait with a couple of these guys, and just like, <laughs> like obviously you're gonna need some you time, so you go over there and you do your thing, and we're just gonna get out of this jungle alive. Well, so. Dutch can tell that, yeah, Mac is shook. So he tells Mac, you take first watch and then Mm -hmm. get some rest. Then we got Mac is out there on watch. He's like talking to the moon. Yeah. He's like missing his best buddy Blaine. Yeah. Right. Reminiscing about the time. Like I've never understood why Mac cares so much about Blaine, but he kind of explains a little bit in this dialogue. Band of Brothers and all that, like. Right, they were in some sort of firefight at some point yeah. where they were the only two guys out of their platoon that walked out of there. Yeah. And um, anyway, but yeah, he's kind of, he's also kind of gone off the deep end. Like he's saying, you know, whatever did this to you, I'm going to find him and I'm going to cut your name into him. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he said is whispered, so it's yeah. also hard to understand what he's saying. But yeah, he's going to cut uh, Blaine's name into him. We had been, we had talked about this earlier and I, I was saying that even though he's lost it, like um, Bill Duke does such a great job of like just nailing this this monologue because I've acted before. I, I could I don't know if I could go that deep to, to those levels that you have yeah. to go as an actor in, in order to pull off that scene. Like you, I was, like yeah. it, there's so much involved with that that one little scene where he's talking about how they were in Vietnam and they were the only two that survived this big firefight and came out of it. And that's kind of what bonded them because they were the only two survivors mm-hmm. and and now he has this much hatred for whatever it is that's uh, pursuing them and he's gonna cut his name to his body because there's just that much hatred for him now yeah i mean that was a, that's a pretty that's one of the more powerful monologues i think in this yeah that's like the big dramatic moment yeah. kind of i kind of wish it was a little bit longer because he does does, does such yeah, a good job i thought it, it felt maybe like a little rushed because to me, like they just cut to him, and he's got like the tears in his eyes and yeah. everything like that, and it sort of felt like it came out of nowhere to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, Bill Duke, like obviously he's the star actor, yeah. like the good actor out of the whole cast, I think. And it's funny as you say that it came out of nowhere because that's like a breathing moment in the film. Like that's mm-hmm. like a moment in the film where it's like, okay, take a breath. There's no action right here. We're just gonna like exposition into the next part. I will say those nighttime special effects or whatever like didn't look great. Like, I don't know if it was day for night or, yeah. or green screen or what. There's a noise that, like, startles everyone. The trip wires get tripped. Flares shoot up in the air. Everybody wakes up and sort of like, what's going on? Grab mm-hmm. your guns. Yeah. Um, right? There's some sort of creature. That like, we don't know what's, what Barreling through the camp, but it's big. Yeah. And, uh, man, Mac just, like, straight tackles it. Yep. And he's just, like... Wailing on it with a knife. Wailing on with a big knife. Yeah. yeah, he's just stabbing the hell out of it. And they find out that it's a giant boar, which they call it a pig. I don't... I mean, I guess a boar is a pig. I don't a, know. It's yeah, close. It's close, yeah. It's like a furry pig, right? It's like a hog or a pig or a boar or whatever. But it's a, he called it a pig. It was massive. It was huge. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, so uh, Mac has just slaughtered this thing, and they're kind of making fun of him at this point. Well, and I will say it's it's a weird moment because the the boar also looks really fake. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, oh, right. Yeah. So there, and they are sort of. It is weird to crack a joke there. Yeah. Pancha says something about like, couldn't you find something bigger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know that our lives are in danger right now, but if, yeah. well, let's crack a joke right now. But yeah. um, so then they find out that um. Billy is like uh, Major Year or whatever his name. Dutch, you better come over and look at this. Yeah. And they find out that uh, Blaine's body is gone. Right. Like, it's vanished like during yeah. all the commotion. And so my question to you is, because obviously the Predator came in and took the body. Mm-hmm. Did the Predator send the boar in to as a uh, diversion for him to come get the body? Or did uh, he just take advantage of the boar running through there? Well, like he was standing above yeah, them this whole time. That Those just, are two options. The third option could have been that he had already dropped in out of the trees or whatever and removed the body and just no one noticed. But yeah, most likely I think he was waiting for his window of opportunity. So when the boar tripped the wire and everyone sort of got startled, that's mm-hmm. when he drops out of the tree, grabs the body and... Whisting out, and I mean, God, Jesse Ventura, like that's a big, dude. yeah, yeah. Like whatever just could come in and, and just like, yeah, grab this up. guy and and spring back up into the trees got to be really big and strong. Yeah, I, I've, so I've always felt that it, as a screenwriter, they were trying to say that the the predator set loose this boar yeah. and as a diversion, and then he came in, and so he got them over here. Mm-hmm. He came in and he scooped up the body and he and he went on his way. I mean, that's definitely a possibility, and it makes the predator come off like more cunning, yeah, you know, and smart and all that. Um, and I, I mean, it's certainly a possibility. There, but they're all like looking at each other, like, what is going on here? And it's kind of weird, like, so as I've said before, and we'll probably say again, like, I used to grow up watching this off of a VHS that was just recorded off TV. And, like, the whole scene with the boar wasn't in the... Oh, really? And I think the scene with Mac talking uh, to the moon and Miss and Blaine was cut out. Like, it sort of went straight from, um, you know, they're talking about you take first watch hmm. to next morning. I can see Billy, the Billy, like, hey, you got to come see this. And the body is gone. I it kind of works even without that yeah. in there, but... So when when I was watching it and see the boar for the first time, it's like, what is all this? This is new for me. Yeah, so I can see the boar scene being cut out because it's because of how violent it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they show blood spat, splatter and everything. Yeah. But the Mac the uh, Mac talking to the moon scene, like I don't know why. There's no there's no. Um, I think it was profanity just, in that. Right. I think it was just to, you had to cut some scenes out to make it fit in a two hour window yeah, on guess. TV. Nowadays they'll just let a show a movie run like two hours and twenty minutes yeah, or however but long. Seems it like needs such to a be. powerful. Like it is. short scene that I guess they were like, well, we've already established that they're yeah. friends. It's so also we don't kind of shady to... that they're like, we're going to cut out this lesser character or a character of color. Like we, we can we can lose his scene and it's not a big <laughs> deal. You know, they're not going to cut any Arnold's uh, no, soliloquies yeah. out. Definitely not Arnold out. <laughs> After they figure out that uh, the predators scooped in and taken uh, uh, Blaine's body. They're like, well, where's the girl? Where's Anna? And then they start searching their their camp for the girl, yeah. and they notice that she hasn't run away. Like she's right. she's sitting there, like well, just she's scared as scared, death, right? Yeah. yeah, just as scared as the rest of them, if not more. So she, this was a perfect opportunity for her to get away, and she was like, nope, I'm nope. sticking. Once again, yeah, much like when um when Predator got Hawkins, and she didn't keep running. Yeah, but so the next morning they're all like 
looking around trying to figure out how the Predator got in. And they were asking themselves, like, why didn't he kill one of us while he was here? And then that's Dutch points out that he's killing them one at a time. And then, and then Billy's... Billy's like, uh, he's killing them like a hunter. Exactly. And that sort of makes like a light bulb go off. Yeah. Among Arnold's head. He like I, starts looking up in the trees and... So, yeah. so does he... Like when he says like a hunter, does uh, Dutch immediately think duck stand? Like he's like, um, how did he go from like he's a hunter to like up in the trees? I think I think it's a combination of that, and I think that's the moment at which Dutch sort of realizes what the predator's motivation is. Mm-hmm. He's like a hunter. Yes, that explains the skinning. It explains you know taking the bodies like they're trophies. It explains the killing us one at a time instead of. So yeah, I think, and he looks up in the trees like, where if you're a hunter, where would be the spot you'd want to be? And yeah. then he sort of realizes, oh, like this guy's got to be using the trees. That's how he's getting in and out and avoiding all of our trip wires. Yeah, I feel like Billy at this point should have probably be the leader of the group because he knows more of what's going on than anybody else. I guess like, he's on top of everything. He's at so this point. quiet though. Like I guess you need someone who's gonna also take charge. I, and I don't guess. know if that's Billy. Uh, well, he'll definitely look out for himself, that's for sure. <laughs> but, um, so, this is the point where Arnold kind of gets her a little rough with Anna. He grabs her and sort of shakes her, and he's like telling her to cut the BS and tell us what's really going on here. Mm-hmm. And then I think Dylan's like, oh, you're wasting your time. And he's like, no, she knows what's going on. And then all of a sudden, she's speaking English. Start speaking English. Yeah. So, how did, so Arnold, how did he know that she speaks English? How, how did he know? Like, did he just guess that she I speaks English? I don't Or was he just going to will it out of her? Like, he was like, look, we're all in this together. I need you to start speaking English. Yeah. I don't think there's a way that he could have known. Like, what if she had, what if she was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about in <laughs> Spanish? Think, well, <laughs> if nothing else, I think, though, no matter what language you would have spoke. Like, you would understand what Arnold was saying, which is like, whatever, grabbing you and shaking you and like, tell us what's going on here. I, the body language, I think, gave it away. But yeah, it kind of came as a surprise when she just starts speaking but English. But her body language gave it away? No, or? his, I think. Like, you know, you, she, could, she knew what was going on, whether you're speaking English or not, I think. Yeah, I, I just don't think that she got scared into speaking English. Like, like what, what was her... I think she realized maybe they're all in trouble and... She better start working with them, or she, she's going to wind up dead too. Like, yeah. So why did it take her so long? Though? Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like she should have, if she was going to speak English, she could have spoke English a long time ago. I mean, as soon as Hawkins got killed, yeah. that would have been the time. Or to, definitely when they found her, like, kind of hiding. You know, from the like, yeah. when the uh, they took Blaine's body and she's still hiding. She could have been like, "Oh, I just saw the thing." <laughs> you know, yeah, she could have said something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I, I think it's just a, one of those really cool thematic scenes that they wanted to film. Yeah, it was a dramatic it, moment. Yeah, it kind of makes it doesn't make a lot of sense in the scope of the movie, but um, it's really cool. Like all of a sudden, she starts speaking English, and yeah, she tells them like she doesn't know what it is, but it can change colors like a chameleon, and it uses the jungle as camouflage. Yeah, and Dylan and, and Dylan Dylan was like right behind her and he wasn't even that he just was like oh he just uh, accepted that what? she starts she speaking like, English. Wow this is what is she saying it's some kind of lizard? Oh is like, that the part we see? Yeah, yeah and it's like uh, come on Dylan you're missing the point here. Yeah yeah. <laughs> if it He's is not even a lizard, surprised. If it is a lizard that's still something you should be concerned about. <laughs> yeah I would be afraid of a giant lizard in there. Oh yeah no doubt. <laughs> I mean but um yeah she, he's saying that like she's just she knows what's going on and she's trying to scare them. Um, 
whatever. Dutch Dutch believes what she's saying. Yeah. I think, right? So Dutch, Obviously because he knew that she could speak English. Yeah. And this is finally we this is the first time we get to know what her name is. Is this is the first time that yeah, before well, she we've just been calling her Anna all this we've been time. Calling her Anna. I think finally ask her what's her name and she says Anna. Yeah. And he's like, you know, Anna, we're this thing wants to I kill think maybe all I of saw us. her dog tag up to this point, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so yeah, they he he cuts her loose and is like, you know, this thing wants to kill all of us, so you're gonna work with us now, mm-hmm. basically. And and to her credit, she does. Like she never tries to run away again. That well, yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty established that she wasn't gonna try to run away. Right after Hawkins, yeah. So Dutch is sort of, he's had enough. Like, he's ready to stand up, and he wants to stand up and fight this thing. And Dylan's like, come on, we could be, you know, we can be across the border in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, which, if they're really within 10 minutes of being Why free they of this thing, they maybe should have gone for it. They probably should have run. maybe Dylan knows what he's talking, or maybe Dutch knows, because... They might not have, if they, even if they are 10 minutes from the border, they might not have all made it, but they more would have made it than do make it at the end of this movie. Right, and as Dutch says, like, you know... If we don't make our stand now, there's going to be nobody left to get to the chopper. So why would they make that 10 minutes? Like, why wouldn't they say we're, sh- we're still 30 minutes we're away? we're about to get away, that this hunter's going to stop toying with us maybe and just take the rest of us. Quickly. Maybe. I don't know. This is when Anna tells them that the predator blood was on the oh, leaf. Yeah. By and, the way, I saw oh, some predator Arnold, blood. I get to say this line. Arnold, Arnold says... If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> That's to me the iconic line for this movie. I wonder if you were to do like a top ten famous Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners, would that be number two? It's got to exist. Uh, that list has got to be out there. Yeah, like I would think. think that. That's amazing. I would think that. Um, I'll, I'll be, be back, back is number one. Vista baby are probably both up there. Yeah, yeah and that's got to be kill it. That's got to be up there. I think as far as yeah, that that memorable line because I mean. That line is so efficient. It's so effective. Like, it's not a single word longer than it needs to be. It's, <laughs> Does it pretty so much tough. wrap up the entire movie? It's so tough, too, right? It's so macho. It's like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Like, that's all these guys know, right? It's killing things. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, she's seen that it bleeds. If it bleeds, then it's something that we can handle. It's like, oh my gosh, that line. He, he kind of nails it with that one. That's the line and the image of the two guys, like the handshake arm wrestling from the beginning. That's the iconic image of the movie for me. Huh. And yeah, that, that if it bleeds, we can kill it. That's the iconic dialogue. It's, I definitely think of the handshake when I, when I think of this. Yeah. I, I think for me, when I think of this movie, I think of the handshake and I think of the, the gun battles. Yeah. Like, which is funny because this is the movie about the Predator and that's yeah. like the last thing I think of in this mm-hmm. movie. So, at this point, the whole crew, they pull together, they start rigging up all these sort of organic, natural booby traps. They're like cutting down vines. They're um, laying trip wires and building like nets out of whatever kind of rope and stuff that they yeah. have. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me of this there's this YouTube uh, channel called Primitive Technology where this guy builds a bunch of tools and uh, shelters out of just everything he finds from the earth. Uh, that's, that's, this scene reminds me of that where they're basically ripping, tearing down trees and making like lassos and rope and everything just out of mm-hmm. everything that they can find. Nothing that they brought in their backs backpacks which is kind of weird to me you would think they'd have some rope or something in there they did have one it seemed like they had one legitimate they had piece of rope but they didn't want to use anything that was like metallic and stuff they like had it even 
Arnold or Dutch but, says yeah. like you know it can see it can see our other tripwires maybe it can't see this yeah but it, so everything they make is from the stuff that they find there in the woods which I yeah. find really cool oh it's awesome yeah um, you, I love that montage when I was yeah. watching like and we used to we used to play like that like we just. Start, Try to like set trip wires and stuff. I Did mean, you really? Now I know that I you know. played in the woods a lot, but you uh, used to set uh, trap wires. Also. Well, we would like try to build those little traps, like dig a hole and like put you know uh, branches and leaves and stuff over it like that. Yeah, it was probably. I mean, it was probably pretty dangerous. Somebody probably broke their leg and. I'm about to say there, hey. like, if you go to Kevin's childhood home right now, just don't <laughs> walk in his backyard. But man, this montage, I love, love, loved it. When yeah, I was little. I it's mean, a it classic was awesome. '80s like workout montage. Well, not workout, but a classic but yeah. '80s well, montage. You, know, you is, say not workout, yeah. but. At some point, it's not everybody's workout. shirt comes off. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. So there, there's the one, the one scene where Dylan is basically rebunking the the whole like idea of putting up all these traps, and and uh, Dutch yeah, is he's like, like, "This is what well, this is bull. Why are we wasting our time?" And Dutch basically is like, "You know, why don't you stop griping and help out?" Yeah, and so it's just an ex- basically an excuse for Carl Weathers to pull his shirt off and like oh, yeah. start his pulling shirt came tree. off in a heartbeat, <laughs> and he's like as shredded as any of the guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was in that Apollo Creed shape. I would think that Sonny Lanham's probably the least shredded. I don't and know. He's well, probably because he's the one guy who maybe wasn't doing steroids. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he kind of had just that like country strong. Yeah, physique. he's got that beer belly strong <laughs> thing going on. He's fueled by Jack Daniels and Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of anger strong in that, that, that guy. But um. Yeah, the scene culminates, as you said, like they're literally pulling a tree down. Yeah. Like they're just bending, they throw a lasso around it or whatever, and they are all, all the shirts are off. Yeah, it's like they're pulling the entire tree over. It's like one of those giant, uh, you know how you do the thing for the rabbits? The, yeah, it's yeah, like, it's a, like a But it's a giant, like, yeah, a giant snare for rabbits, but it's a giant snare for, for I mean, humans. it was insane. Like the I would amount think that of strength would, that it would take to pull a tree down. Yeah, I would think that would rip somebody's leg off if it snagged them. Oh, snagged them. No doubt, dude. And like, yeah, there's just muscles everywhere. They're all like just dripping sweat. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just like this movie is laying it on thick. You know? Yeah. I, this movie to me, I can I can compare it to like Top Gun, which I know is a movie yeah. you like with all the like kind of shirtless, shirtless dudes. It's like. Who is this for? Is this for like? <laughs> is this for ladies? Is yeah. this for the dudes? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, it's, I think you have to have a little bit of both. Like you, like obviously this movie is for the men, but they had to have that those scenes in there where like uh-huh. your girlfriend would be like happy to go to the movies. Yeah, movie. and really, just taking off your like tank top and going down to just bare chest does that make you that much? Like, does that that much cooler out there? You know, like, oh, yeah, just dude, to I, show off. I, I washed my dishes with my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> so this brings me to, though, I want to talk about, like, there was such a cult, like a culture of competition on the set of the movie and behind the behind the scenes. Basically, like all the guys were hitting the gym, like just so hard at the hotel. Um, you know, Arnold, like shipped an entire state of the art gym set up. And like three trucks worth of equipment down to the hotel in Mexico, and they set it all up in the hotel ballroom. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, because yeah, no hotel is going to have the type of equipment that, that is going to be needed need. to keep yeah. all of these guys happy. I and mean, we were talking about a former Mister Olympia, so three time Olympia. One of the producers talks about Arnold, um, sort of inviting him to work out with them in the morning. Like, oh, you should come work out with us. And he was like, okay. So five thirty in the morning, knock on the door. 
and it's Arnold there. He takes him, you know, to work out, and he says Arnold's like yelling at him, "More weight, more reps!" <laughs> like just as you would maybe imagine. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said, you know, two hours later, like he couldn't move. And and this is all before they started filming too, right? This is like they wake That's up. That's kind of insane. Yeah. Um, like you would think that the hard part of all this process would be the actual filming the movie, but no, it was yeah, that was like a break. Yeah, that too, yeah, exactly. That was like a water break. Carl Weathers talks about he tried to wake up before the rest of the guys, and like he'd go down to the gym at four thirty in the morning, and he said, you know, one time he walked in and there was somebody already in there, and he's kind of like, oh, he just sort of tried to play it off, like act like, oh, I was just curious, what's what's going on in here? What you guys doing? And uh, they're like lifting weights. He's like. All right, well, see you guys later. Yeah. And like he walks out, he said, you know, wait a little while, come back later when the room is empty because he wouldn't want anyone else to see him getting his pump. Yeah. Like it's like all it's like all head games. You know, he wants them to think, oh my gosh, this guy's physique is just all natural. Yeah. Like this isn't fair. If I'm getting, if I'm up at five thirty in the morning, I'm up for a reason. There's, that's not a mistake. And like really, it wasn't just like you know you think of the main guys in the movie and like oh that's not you know those guys are all working out, but. It wasn't just the stars. It was like the stunt doubles were all in there. All the other stuntmen were in there. They were all like trying to push it to the max and impress each other. And like, I mean, if we're being honest, they really just probably trying to impress Arnold. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, it's like the icon in there. And they're like, oh, let me show you the weights I can lift, Arnold. Let me show you how hard I push it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is back when Arnold was still like in a, like, he hadn't have been, he couldn't have been. 10 years out from like his comp- competition No, he won days. Mr. Olympia in 1980. Yeah, so he was and still... so it's like, yeah, seven still years that, down the yeah, road, whatever. Still in that shape. Um, but so they get all their traps rigged up and they hunker down to wait for Predator. Yeah. And that um that will bring us to the end of this installment. So uh, we will be back next time with uh, some more Predators, some more killing. <laughs> and uh, we hope to see you there. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Bye.